0: You are listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted podcast, where we talk real life, answer hard questions, and take a deeper, practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose.
1: Welcome back or welcome for the first time to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where I, Lydia Miller, sit down with my dad, since I got yelled at last time, you may know him as Pastor Jeff, um, and dive in deeper to the topics we talk about on Sunday morning. Um, Today is a little unique because I obviously gave the message on Sunday and talked about this topic, but I thought... Um, You guys probably all prefer to hear from the horse's mouth on the topic as well and see what he maybe has to say about it. So we're going to sit down um, and chat about exactly that. I want to start with a question that I know I've been asked a lot, a question I've probably wondered. I know you've probably been asked this question before, um, but why do bad things (laughs) happen to good people?
0: Yeah, that's probably the most difficult theological question that's ever been asked. It's been debated for centuries. So obviously we're probably not going to solve it in this (laughs) podcast. Uh, But let me take at least a stab at it to say this. I think God is sovereign over everything that happens in our lives, Mm -hmm. meaning um, he's ruler and final authority in everything. I think the one thing we have to remind ourselves though of is that God is holy. In fact, Habakkuk says his eyes are too pure to behold evil. So evil... The difficulties of this world do not come from God. They don't originate with Him. They actually originate with the fall of mankind. When Mm -hmm. sin entered the picture, then came death, then came disease for teenagers, then came zits, all of those kinds of things.
1: (laughs) I had Uh, a lot of those. Yeah,
0: so did I. (laughs) Uh, All of that came as a result of the fall and sin. So I always want to remind people when they say, well, why did God make this tornado happen or... Uh, some other destructive force or car accident or those kind of things, Mm -hmm. those don't come from God. But I do believe that God has this permissive will. We see it in the book of Job where, you know, everything that happened to Job by the evil one had to, first of all, go through the permissive will of God. He had to ask God, can can I do this? Um, My great professor, and I used to love this line, would say this. His name was Steve Brown. And he'd say, nothing happens in our life that doesn't first of all pass through the nail-pierced hands Mm -hmm. of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Meaning there is a God who loves us and and everything that happens in our life somehow has to go through this God who loves us tremendously. Um, And that's the difficulty Mm -hmm. and the rub of it. Well, okay, if God doesn't cause it, then why in the world did he allow it? And that's Mm -hmm. the difficulty and we're eventually, I have to trust God. Mm Um, And often I've asked myself this question, well, why doesn't God sort of just wipe it out then? If sin is the originator of this, why doesn't He just wipe out sin? Well, in order to do so, He'd have to wipe out us. And and Scripture's pretty clear that He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to the saving knowledge. So He's long-suffering, sort of waiting in a sense for people to come to Christ, allowing Mm -hmm. this world to exist in the way that it does in its fallenness because Mm -hmm. He wants people to come to Him. So... I, I think that's just part of living in a sin riddled world mm-hmm. is that you and I are gonna go through difficulties and struggles and trials uh, all of the time. There's gonna be pain. But I think to, to remind ourselves, especially in the midst of pain, there's also good that's resulting mm-hmm. in that. There's an intimacy that's created with God. Uh, my friend Phil, who was an elder here, I, I remember as he walked through cancer and then he uh, got healed mm-hmm. a little bit and he moved farther away from me, he said, I, I actually miss the mm-hmm. intimacy that that brokenness in yeah. his own life and fear and all of those kinds of things had caused. So, so there's an intimacy with God. We we know His promise Romans eight twenty eight that somehow He's going to take even the difficulty yeah. in our life. He's going to use it for good. I think it gives to us an eternal perspective. Yeah. I know as I've walked through difficulties in my own life, I, you know, there's a point in time you remind yourself, this is not my home. Mm-hmm. My home, the home of believers, is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And so I think it gives you a new perspective. There is good that comes out of it. I recognize it's not good Mm -hmm. when we're going through hurt and pain. and We just need to acknowledge that before God. But good does come out of it.
1: I was listening um, to a sermon by a gal who lost her husband really unexpectedly. um, And she spoke about that. She said, "I, I just have to rest in the fact that I know God is sovereign, but I also know He promises to do good. So instead of asking myself, why did this happen? I've been asking myself, what does God want to do with this?
0: I think the why question can be very frustrating. And I get the desire. I really do. And I do think God is going to give us clarity in that Mm -hmm. in heaven one day. Mm -hmm. When we're in his presence, I actually think he's going to show us how he was working for our ultimate good even though we didn't like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I think that's what we've got to do. I think it comes back to resting and trusting in the character of who God is, knowing the beginning from the end, Mm -hmm. knowing what's best for us, loving us more Mm -hmm. than we love ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think we've got to trust in that in the midst of difficulties. Mm
1: -hmm. So as we ask that question, let's ask it in a more personal way. I think it'd be interesting for you to talk about trials that you've experienced, because I know that you obviously have, and what that did for you and your faith, and how you were able to maybe find joy, or at least perseverance in it.
0: You know, it's funny, and again, uh, let's talk specifically. I'll I'll just be real honest with you here for a moment. When I walked through some health issues recently, you know, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer, then I had a, what was a brain tumor. I didn't know if it was benign or if it was malignant. Thankfully, it ended up benign, but... There's this point in time, I think, that you have to recognize when those things come your way, um, it, it, you're not happy. It's not mm-hmm. good. It doesn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. I, I think joy comes out of that mm-hmm. uh, in recognition after the time, but let's just be honest with each other. When you're in the thick of it, mm-hmm. you don't feel the joy. You don't feel the love of God. You don't feel goodness. I think it's one of the reasons James said it this way, consider it pure joy when you face trial. Mm-hmm. Consider is this idea of, okay, after I get through it, mm-hmm. now I, I, I look back and I see what God did. But in the midst of that, uh, I didn't see it. Uh, on the other side, though, I thought it brought, uh, you know, an intimacy with God, the very thing we just talked about. The other thing I thought it did is it it, it made me much more tender to people that go through difficulties. Mm-hmm. When you've experienced pain and fear and all of those kinds of things, now, all of a sudden, it opened up doors of ministry for me mm-hmm. to really feel what other people feel. Before, I tried to empathize with what people were going through, but now all of a sudden, when you go through it yourself, I think you have the ability to do so. And, and it really did for me make moments more precious, life mm-hmm. more precious. I think when you recognize the frailty of life, mm-hmm. um, it just becomes a little bit more uh, precious. Moments become a little bit more important to you. I, again, you remind yourself, hey, listen. This life one day is going to be taken from all of us. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes we forget that. Um, And it helps us just live for a heavenly home rather than the home here on this earth. Mm
1: -hmm. Remember, it felt like you got hit just right in a row. I mean, it was prostate cancer, then brain tumor. And like you said, we had about a week where we didn't know if it was going to be awful or fine. Yeah. And praise God, you got a report that was better than we could have even imagined. And then shortly after, I don't mean to laugh, but you got that drop foot <laughs> where you couldn't yeah. hardly walk. And I just remember you saying like, this might be what does me in. Like I'm, that was for whatever reason, just emotionally, I remember for you when you were just over it. Talk about the endurance or at least the...
0: yeah, Yeah, that was a weird thing for me. And I don't know why, but You know when you you get hit with one thing, you get hit with another, and somehow, you you, as God provides you, muster the strength to get through it. And then something that was so little and minor, and everybody around me, all the doctors I went to, said, it's going to come back. Mm -hmm. But for some Mm -hmm. reason, that was a big deal for me, and kind of that that point that broke me. Mm -hmm. But I, I actually think being sort of broken before the Lord and coming to that end of, Okay, I can't do this in my own strength and power is a very good thing. Mm-hmm. I think coming to the end of ourselves is one of the things that God does through pain and difficulty and mm-hmm. trials. and And you think you have, and you think you have, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you go, "No, nope, I, I, I really have." And yeah. I, I think brokenness before God's a mm-hmm. good place to be. Yeah,
1: and I think you're right. I mean, I do remember what there's just something that happens in your own faith. I just remember for myself personally. Um, but then even in our family, of um, it just brought us, I think, closer together um, and the reliance we had on one another and on God was, yep. Agreed. So I want to uh, give you a Christian phrase that is often thrown around um, that I know is not your favorite. Talk to this just for a minute. <laughs> There's a lot of times that people will say, oh, well, God won't give you more than you can yeah. handle. True or false?
0: Uh, very false. Uh, <laughs> But it it always, this for me is just a pet peeve. Uh, I I was joking with you the other day of saying, you know, whenever people say revelations, it bothers me. (laughs) It's just my pet peeve. It's one revelation. Uh, Whenever people say Psalms, that bothers me. It's the book of Psalms, but it's Psalm 1, Psalm 2. But the third one, (laughs) probably the most annoying, is when people go, and I know they're good-hearted in this, but they'll often come to somebody in the midst of difficulty in their life and go, well, here's the good news. God will never give you more than you can handle. Mm I don't see that anywhere in Scripture. Usually they're taking the Scripture I had talked about before from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and they're taking what is said about temptation, and they're using it towards suffering and difficulties mm-hmm. of life. God's never going to give you more than you can handle. He's going to provide a way of escape. He's actually not talking about that. Mm-hmm. I think God often gives you more than you can handle mm-hmm. for what we just talked about, to bring you to the end of yourself, mm-hmm. to the point that you have nowhere to look but up, that you have no one to trust but God in the midst of that. So. I think, and we're going to do a sermon on this, so I don't want to give you the full answer.
1: <laughs> or everybody will fall asleep on Exactly.
0: So but I really believe God often gives you more than you can handle to bring you to the end of yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. I want you to speak, um, to kind of close this, to someone who feels like they've been given more than they can handle. If you kind of take yourself back to when you felt like this is more than I can handle, right? What would you speak to someone directly if they feel like they're in a season of, I don't know if I can handle yeah. this.
0: You know, it's funny. I have several people around me right now mm-hmm. that, that are going through that. Um, close friends, uh, relation, people that are going through difficulties right now. I, I'd say, first of all, you've you got to remind yourself that God's sovereign, that He's in mm-hmm. control. And i got to trust that. Again, I like that phrase, you know, um, nothing happens in my life that doesn't go through the nail-pierced hands of Jesus. That helps me to know that in his permissive will, he's allowed that. And then I got to recognize really God's my only hope. Mm -hmm. Uh, As good as people are and those kinds of things at a moment in time like that, it's really me and God. It's, it's this sense of, I got to depend on him. I got to lean on him. I got to recognize there's something he's trying to teach me through this Mm -hmm. and I can't be hard hearted toward it. I got to be open to what he's trying to say and how he's trying. And then I, I always try to think to myself, how can I minister out of this? Because remember in 2 Corinthians, it talks about this idea that when you and I have received comfort from God, he's actually going to take us into other people's lives to bring Mm -hmm. the comfort we Mm -hmm. ourselves have received from God. Mm -hmm. So I always think I got to remind myself in the midst of difficulty, he's going to give me a ministry out of this. I'm Mm -hmm. actually going to go into the home of somebody who's going through the very same thing that I went through and somehow God got me through Mm -hmm. it. And I'm going to be able to provide comfort because I've been there and I... Mm -hmm. I've seen it with uh, people that have gone through the tragedy of losing a child. Nobody ministers mm-hmm. to them better than somebody who's been there. Mm-hmm. There's something about suffering that brings us together. If I said to people, Hey, you know, if you sell insurance, do you have affinity with people? Yeah, but if I say, Hey, have you ever had cancer in your life? There's an affinity that's mm-hmm. created in suffering, and I don't know why that is, yeah. but there's an affinity that's created and a ministry that's created that allows mm-hmm. people to care for each other through those mm-hmm. times. so I would say you got to trust in the sovereignty of God. You got to lean on Him and you got to recognize that God is going to somehow use that in your life.
1: What I love is that there have been some incredible ministries at Sunnybrook that have been born out of that very yes. thing um, out of divorce, out of losing a child. There's a bereaved mother's group, out of uh, maybe an addiction or something like that. So I would encourage you, if you're listening right now, and that is. Um, there's a specific trial that you are in right now head to our website and just look at the different groups that have been formed because you're right there's an affinity and a connection that you'll have with people that have walked through that same thing Um, or if you're just in a trial that needs prayer um, head to the prayer part on our website and let us know our staff and our prayer team would love to pray with you as well thank you so much for joining us
0: if you are encouraged by today's talk Be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.